All right, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. It, is it is working on my behalf. On my behalf. Say, everything, everything is working, is working. For, me. for me. Amen. Amen. We're going to kind of steer away a little bit from partnership, but it still has to do with partnership. Because as this week I was studying, God wanted us to understand that it is working, that he has already done it, and it's our job to receive what he has already manifested in this earth. Amen? So let's talk about it. It says God reigns. His word said God's word has power. Therefore, when I use God's word, I have power. Amen. Every word that you speak according to the word of God goes out with power and does not return to you void if you believe. If you believe. And it's an awesome thing that's happening right now. And you got to tap out, get outside of your flesh and access the spirit man to understand that God has done everything he has placed in your heart. Every dream, every vision, every desire that you have right now has already been manifested in the earth and it's waiting on you to align yourself with it so that you can possess it. If God asked you for it, he had already provided. Amen. Amen. That's good. When Cedric told you that you can save 3%, that word was already provided for you. Now you just got to align yourself by doing the work. So I am not a lazy Christian. Amen. You, you got to work this thing out. You can't come to God, feel like you're going to rub the genie bottle, and then all of a sudden blessings show up. It doesn't work that way. So I must align myself with the Word of God. Because what you got to realize, God has given you the Holy Spirit so that it can teach you how to operate exactly the way that he operates. But if you don't submit yourself to hearing what he has to say, you can't get in alignment with what the word has to say, and you can't manifest what the word God has for you. So wealth and riches are in your house. The question is, are you accessing the room in which they are stored? Successful marriages are in your house. The problem is, are you aligning... If you had everything, picture this, a suitcase full of money in your house, but you can't take advantage of it because you don't walk to the room to get it. Everything you need is already there. The enemy is trying to trick you. you think, the enemy talks to you in your mind to make you think that you don't have what you need to be debt free. That you don't have what you need to have a good marriage. That you don't have what you need to start the business. That you don't have what you need to have that job. That you don't have what you need. The only place the enemy can win is in your mind if you let him. That's why Romans 12 and 2 tells us to do what? Be you renewed in our mind. Be you transformed by the renewing of our mind. Don't be like the other kids in the earth pretty much, right? It is your job to know the word of God. It isn't your job to focus on wealth. It isn't your job to focus on having things. It is your job to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, my only job is to believe God. Because when you believe God, everything else in your life lines up. 
But when you focus on obtaining the job, when you focus on only the good marriage, when you focus on making 100000 or whatever your goal is, when that's your focus, you lose sight of God, which supplies all those things anyway. Because no man can come to God believing and not receive everything else he needs. Amen? His word is alive and is still working on our behalf. No attack of the enemy, act of deception, or past sin can stop you from inheriting what God has for you. Say, my past past. is just that. My past. Because you are the righteousness of God. We haven't taught that one up here yet, but we'll get to it. You are the righteousness of God. That means that you have been placed in right standing with him, and he sees you as if you have never sinned. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You are the righteousness of God. So the enemy playing with your mind about how you don't deserve this or how you don't deserve that or the sins that you committed in your past, that doesn't hinder you because you are the righteousness of God. Say, I am everything God wants me to be. Okay, second Corinthians, we're going to get there. I got it. We're going to, Pastor I said, show it to you. We're going to go second Corinthians. We'll get there. He don't know how to pull it up yet. I'm going to let you learn how to pull up scriptures while I keep going, okay? Figure it out. All right, so right now, it's working. The word has produced in the earth, and it's producing in you. Because that's what the God, see, he back there, he'll figure it out. The Holy Ghost teaches man all things. So I'm going to give him time. And he put on the spot, but he'll work it out. So what God has started with Jesus, he also finished. With Jesus, our salvation was sealed, and now God is perfecting us through him until Jesus returns. Let the baby out. All right? Say, God perfected it with Jesus, and he is perfecting it us. Nigel taught an awesome message. Uh, Was it last year? He talked about I... How we are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Everything in the spirit has been completed. It is your natural man that is hindering you from inheriting. Everything in the spirit has been completed. So what's happening is God has done it, but it is working. You know why it's working? Because I am lining up my flesh to surrender to my spirit. When you're making confessions, you're not recreating anything. You are aligning your flesh to agree with what God has already done, therefore attracting the very thing God said you could have. So confession, and you know if you are in abundance, you know if you believe it or not. Because the Bible says from the abundance of a man's heart, the mouth speaks. So what are you saying? During the week when nobody else is there but just you, what are you saying? Are you debt-free? Is your marriage working? Do you make at least $40,000 a year? Have you found the 3% that you can save? Are you saving 10% and tithing 10% at minimum? What is your mouth saying? Because your mouth is an indicator of your heart. So if you see yourself getting bills and you're saying, oh, God, how will I pay this? It's only because you don't believe. And that's the only way a man can inherit from God, if he chooses not to believe. Philippians 1 and 6 in the Amplifier says, I am convinced, and y'all got to pull out your cell phones or something today, today get it worked out. All right? 
So I give y'all a little time. We'll go old school today. We get your cell phones, your Bibles, if y'all have one. Go ahead and pull those out. Uh, all right, when you have it, <laughs> say amen. Amen. That's <laughs> if you don't, just listen. I am reading out of the Amplified, so it may look a little different from your KJV, King James, but that's all right. Uh, it says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect it and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, that word perfect means God saying, I am convinced and confident of this thing, that he who started it in you will without fault or defect satisfy all of his requirements. So God is saying that I will in you make you everything I've called you to be. Then he says, I will complete you. He says, I will provide all necessary parts until Jesus comes back. Because when he comes back, you're going to be perfect anyway. So God said, until then, you could still achieve perfection on earth. The only thing that limits man is his inability to believe what the word says. So all of us who believe that we could save 3% went looking for it. All of us who believe that we could tie 10% went looking for it. Because faith without works is dead. So what Sartre was saying in the beginning about our finances, some of us haven't done it simply because we don't believe it can happen. But you don't even got to know how it's going to work out. You just got to start walking. Because I remember being in Carson Terrace, coming up and giving my $5. I remember it. I remember saying, God, I tithe off my refund check so that I can give you more. I didn't understand everything. I just knew that the relationship of giving and sowing and reaping was something that God said would work for my life. And now I just think about when I do my tax return every year, how the growth has manifested itself. Say, my seed, my seed is working. Is working. Yeah. You'll see. Tell your neighbor, say, it's harvest time. Don't sit back. Nobody, no farmer looks at a field full of harvest and sits on his front porch porch sipping tea. He understands that in the midst of a harvest, there's a four-letter word that has to be done. Work. It will require you learning something new. It will require you changing your spending habits. It will require you reallocating your time. But here's the thing. If you work the word, your harvest will manifest. There is no pigeons coming around dropping $10,000 bags on your porch, and that's how you're getting debt free. Your credit, store won't, your credit score won't change because you just simply believe God without some action. You can't continue your habits and expect different results. I tell on myself, my wife is working out and she's doing some stuff, and so she's doing all the things right. And she got on the scale this week, and she lost three pounds. So I said I was going to join her. 
but I didn't apply the work needed. And so I got on the scale and it looked the same. The principle was there. I chose not to engage it. Don't get mad when other people are getting things because the principle works. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the principle works for everybody. But if you don't engage it, it won't work for you. Now, it doesn't look the same for everybody, but it works for everybody. Philippians 2 and 13 says, for it is not of. Philippians 2 and 13 says, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to, to will and to work, that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. If you got a Bible, go to Philippians 2 and 13. If you're on your phone, pull it up in the Amplified. Because God is so great that not only does he ask us to do stuff, but then he tells us he's going to give us everything we need to make it happen. You should say amen there. Because you're not powerless. You're not without. You're not weak. But you have everything that you need. So we're reading Philippians 2 and 13 out of the Amplified. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill the, your purpose for his good pleasure. Now, now, I just love this. Because it says that is strengthening, energizing, and, and see, you, you messed up because you, we talked about laying down your passion for the vision. We talked about submitting yourself to that. God says what I'm going to do is create in you the longing and the ability. Say, I have it. Okay. Now. now. Creating a longing and the ability to fulfill what? Your purpose. It is the enemy that makes you feel like you are worthless. And you can believe it or you can believe the word. Because the enemy only has grounds to create fear where there is no word present. Because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. And the Bible also says in the beginning was the word, the world was with God. And he says in 1 John 4 that God is love. So in essence, the word of God has the ability to drive out all fear. So anywhere I am afraid, such as my finances, then all I need is a word. If you don't make $40,000, you got a word right now. You can't. That's been a word on this ministry for a long time. If you don't make $40,000, make this confession and say, I make at minimum. My age. my age. If I'm good at my job, good at my job I, double my I double my age. If I'm excellent, I'm excellent. I, triple my age. I triple my age. Now, by default, nobody makes less than 40. I don't care if you're in college. I don't care if you're 28. Nobody less makes less than 40. Because it's hard to live on less than 40. Now, I grew up living in a house that all we brought in was 40. But now, I'm like, how did we make it? but by the grace. Listen, learn to be content where you are, but know that's not where you're supposed to stay. 
you all say, I'm always getting better. Because if you're not always getting better, the opposite is true. You're getting worse. There's no status quo. Either you're improving or you're declining. But there is no middle ground. It says, you only desire what you do because God has placed it in your heart to want it. He has given each of us desires or pieces of the puzzle that complete the kingdom of God. Going back to partnership. Each one of us has a purpose that's been designed for us. God said he'll create in us a longing to fulfill that purpose. And that purpose comes into a puzzle, as a piece of the puzzle, that produces the full kingdom of God. And for this essence, it produces everything in this vision of this house. Because FOC is only a part of the bigger puzzle that is the body of Christ. It says, we must be fully persuaded that whatever God has said, he will do. Say this, say whatever. God has said, said, I believe believe he will, will. has has done it. Because that's the thing that we think. When God says something to you, he has already performed it. He has already performed it. When he called you to be wealthy, it was already performed. When he told you that your marriage was good, Listen, the same God that told you that you should get married, he knew what would happen in the marriage. His answer don't change just because you get tired of them. The same God that you prayed to for that job and he told you to take it, don't now try to get rid of it because now you're seeing some struggles. Because that same God, his word is yet standing until he says something different. We got that's what Bible the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work so that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Patience is patience is consistency. So when I am consistently following the word of God, even when my flesh doesn't desire to, the end result will be me having all need met. But I gotta be willing to pursue the word of God. Uh, Romans 4, 18 through 20. Can you grab that one? Manif- Here's the thing that you got to get. You are not waiting on manifestation. Manifestation is waiting on you. You got to change your mindset. Because you, you're like, I'm waiting on a job. No, not really. The job is waiting on you. I'm waiting on man. No, not really. Man is waiting on you. I'm waiting on woman, Romans 4, 18 through 20. I'm waiting on dead freedom. No, dead freedom is waiting on you. Because before the God ever created you, he created everything that you needed. The Bible says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I predestined you. God has laid out everything that you need. The question is, will you allow faith to bring you into alignment with what God has called you to have so they can be attracted to you? If any of you guys have ever been to the airport and you was going to a meeting or somebody and they had a car waiting for you, well, when you got there, they had an identifying marker so that you would know what to identify with. Y'all know what I'm saying? Can you picture that? You're getting off your plane. 
and somebody's waiting for you, they don't know you, and you don't know them, but they have an identifying marker that attracts you to them. The problem with people in the body of Christ, faith brings us in, in alignment so that the manifestation can identify with us to connect. But the problem is when we don't believe the word of God and, bring, and, let, and, let, and to utilize faith, then we are outside of that and the manifestation can't connect you because it doesn't know what you look like. We have not become that which God has called us to be, therefore in April, preventing us from inheriting what he has called us to have. But when a man operates in faith, he aligns himself with the word of God and he becomes what he is called to be and manifestation comes to him. So it's the enemy that makes you think that you are waiting on something and instead you need to be pursuing something. Earth is waiting on us. And here we are waiting on it. We're like, God, will you do it for me? God's like, it's done. God is through doing everything he will ever do. It's already done. The question is, are you aligning yourself with that? Romans 18, it says, who against hope? I love Abraham. He said, who against hope believed in hope that he may become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken? So shall thy seed be. Next verse, son. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Go ahead and pull up 21. Abraham was given a word that he would have a kid. And what Abraham had to do was to make a decision whether he was going to look at his body. You got to make a decision whether you're going to look at your finances. Say, my current reality does not dictate my future. You got to understand that nothing that's happening right now has to sustain itself. Just because you broke today doesn't mean you got to be broke always. Just because you're depressed today doesn't mean you got to be depressed always. Just because you're lacking today does not mean that you got to always lack. At any time a man believes, he ought to be converted. That's what Matthew 13 tells us. Anytime I choose to align myself with what God has, I call all heaven to my assistance, my aid. And I am able to come into possession of the thing that God has called me to have because I look like what God has called me to look like. Manifestation is attracted to a man that looks like God. And the reason that we can't, and you got areas in your life where you can line up with the word and you see results. But then you got areas in your life where you don't. So what we got to do is constantly be renewing our mind in the word. We have to chase God and understand that in my pursuit of his love and understanding it for my life, all things will be added to me. It says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. 
Think over in Hebrews, it says, uh, those that come to him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. Hebrews 11, uh, 13, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And those that come to him must believe, number one, that he is, and number two, that he is a rewarder. Tell your neighbor, say, God is not a taker. God is not a taker. God doesn't make you sick. God doesn't make you broke. God doesn't give you trials to grow you up. God doesn't do that. God is only in the giving business. God is not a taker. You don't got to be afraid that if he asks you to fast, if you're going to lose something. Besides toxins and body fat and all the stuff we don't need anyway. If he asks you to leave your job, you don't lose. If he asks you to invest, it is not a loss when man follows God. Because he is not a taker. Because the enemy is trying to get us to convince that things are not working for us, that they will not happen, that, that we'll be 60 before we see it, but the devil is a liar, a deceiver. Because everything that God has for our life, we can have it now. That was weak. I don't know if y'all believe that. Every, say this, say everything, everything. God has, God has. For, me, for me, I have, I have. now. The Bible says that faith is now. I'm not waiting to be debt free. I am already debt free. I am not waiting to have a good marriage. I already have a good marriage. I am not waiting to make whatever. I already have it. Some of us posted goals in Facebook on the, the, uh, on the site. We're not waiting for that to manifest. It's already happened. But what's working is our alignment of our flesh to agree with that for manifestation to be inherited in our lives. The question is not whether it is there, but if you are ready to come into agreement and align with it. We use the word of God to align us with what he has already done. If it wasn't completed, the enemy would not be working to prevent you from getting it. If it wasn't already completed, the enemy would not be working against you to prevent you from getting it. The indication that there is struggle, the indication that he is coming against you is only a sign that is already done. See, you got to assign a new meaning to what an attack looks like. The enemy doesn't attack people that are weak. The enemy doesn't attack people that doesn't have anything. He is going after those who have been chosen by God to be kings and queens in the kingdom. So your, your ability to rule will always be conflicted by the enemy because he doesn't want you to have that position. So you got to decide now that regardless of what the enemy does, I know what's mine. And you got to take a fighter stance and decide what you're going to do. Because the decision cuts off everything else. 
divorce is not an option for my house. So that means no matter what happens, that's not an option. So the enemy can't play mind games in my marriage because if I, I made a decision that is no longer optional, the problem with our pocketbooks is that we have not made a decision that poverty is no longer an option. We have gotten a little coins, as Kenosha say, and we can not live week to week, and now we have settled, but we can't supply all need for the kingdom. You don't have enough. But the enemy will be perfectly happy with you being okay with the status you're at because he understands that you're, you're making 150000 or 250000 yearly household income, and yeah, that's good and you're happy, but God, has, you want, God wants you to be a billionaire. So he is okay with you settling because you're not operating in the kingdom that he has called you to operate in. Don't quit and leave anything on the table. Don't leave anything on the table. Anything left is a soul lost. Because everything God has called us to possess has called us to grow the kingdom. Amen. To know it's, say, it's working. It's working. Amen. Y'all got to do better than that. Say, it's working. It's working. What you got to understand is that excitement, Pastor John taught me this, because I used to be mad. I, I mean, I used, I'm working on some things. But I used to be real calm, collected in the corner, don't talk. That used to be me. But what she taught me is that excitement is a choice. You gotta choose to engage. You can't get more excited about things in the earth than you do about the word for your own life to grow up. It don't matter what you did all week and how tired you are. It don't matter what you did last night and how tired you are. It don't that doesn't matter because when you come up in here, God deserves your best. Because if we would get this relationship right, a lot of marriages would be better. You don't give your job more than you give your spouse. You going to work 60, 70 hours a week for a dollar, not spending time with your kids and your children on the sake of provision, that is not God's will for your life. Now, you can do anything for a season, but you got to... You can't give anybody anything better than what you give God. Number one, God gets the best, but your spouse is a second. Your children are third. Don't you spend all your time with other people and don't spend time with your family. Man, because it's easy for us to get so caught up in provision that we forget about security. And that's the woman's number one need. They want to feel safe. They want to feel secure, and that's in their emotions, that, that, that's in money. They, do want, they want to know that the bill's going to get paid. Don't get me wrong, okay? But you can't, we can't do that, and what we do, we hide it behind that a man ought to always work. We hide it behind all these things because what we really are doing is denying the very thing that we should be doing is providing for our spouse. It's not all okay to give more in one area and then sacrifice in the other. God wants it all. And because he wants it all, the Bible told us that he will, what, 
give us the longing and supply us the will and the passion to fulfill it. Amen. Amen. I, I think I'm doing a better job of teaching than y'all are agreeing. But that's okay, though. <laughs> that's okay. Because we are all growing up. And we're all going to get better. To know it's working, you must know. We're going to run out of time. To know it's working, you must know that God has your best interest in mind. Say, God has, God has my best interest, best interest in mind. I taught a message a little while ago that says, above all else, I love it. Because 3 John 2 says, above all else, I desire that you may prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. Even as your soul prospers. you got to settle some things in your mind to walk by faith. God is not taking anything for, from you, and he wants you to prosper. Say that. Say, God, God wants me, me to, prosper. to prosper. Say this. Say, it is, it is okay, okay to, prosper. to prosper. Now say this. Say, it is, it is God's, will God's will that I prosper. prosper. You don't got to be a broke saint. There ain't nothing cool about being a broke saint. It ain't nothing cool about driving a ratty car, living in a house that you don't like. It ain't nothing cool about that. That is not God's will for your life. God is not about settling. Don't settle. If it ain't what God has called you to have, it ain't it. Don't settle. If it is not what God has called you to have, it ain't it. If God told you that you are to move in a house with certain specs and certain criteria and it's missing one, don't settle. If God has told you to have a job that provides this, this, and this, but it only gives you two of the four, don't settle. If God has called you to be debt free and you still owe $500 on something, don't settle. Don't leave anything on the table. The enemy tries to deceive us by getting us to take uh, counterfeits of what God has called us to have. And what pr the problem is, because we want it so bad, we're not allowing, we're not employing patience to let it have its what? Perfect work. So then you may be perfect and entire wanting what? Nothing. The counterfeit will always leave you sad. It'll look good for the moment, but it will always leave you sad. Counterfeits are not built to last, but the word is. It's tried and it's true. So anytime you accept a counterfeit, you're accepting something that won't last. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. What time is it? How long has it been, Chris? The recorder. Okay. Let me know at uh, 50. We'll stop. Deuteronomy 8 and 18, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the ability to do what? To get wealth. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto his fathers, as it is this day. The enemy, see, here's how the enemy play you. He tell you, you don't got what it takes to be a millionaire. But the word just says that God has given you the power. That word power means deutimus. That word power means the ability. Say, look at your hand. Say, hand. You got the ability. Touch your head and say, mine 
You got the ability. The problem is, are you willing to work those objects? It is all there for us. We got to engage the process. We know what that looks like. How many of y'all in here got a degree? Okay, several people, because we went, a lot of us went to school. How many of y'all got a job? Okay. How many of y'all had kids? Okay. All of those are, are, are outcomes of engaging a process. Your baby just didn't show up, even if you adopted them. It was still a process you had to engage. That degree, it didn't show up for free. Even if you had a scholarship, it wasn't free. You had to put in work, okay? But how is it that we understand what work looks like in every aspect of life outside the kingdom of God? We're going to work for our jobs, for a paycheck. We're going to work for degrees. We're going to work for that. But when it comes to God, we want it easy. Faith isn't always easy, and it oftentimes it never is. There's always a countermeasure by the enemy to keep you from producing life. There's always going to be it. You got to choose what, you, what side you're going to stand on. The Bible helps us. He says, I lie before you life and death, blessings and cursing. And then for all of us in special ed, he said, you know, in special, they, 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 they change the choice. They modify the test for you. He said, if you don't know, choose life. If you don't know, choose life. Now, for some of us, choosing that, then we didn't understand what that would require. The Bible also says that man ought to count up all his costs. Okay? It will take a little work in the kingdom. Don't be afraid of work. I wish I could go pull out all them tapes Pastor Evan taught in McNair on, on, on work, being a lazy Christian. Proverbs talks about that. It's not going just because it requires something of you doesn't mean it's not God. Just because it requires something of you does not mean it's not God. There is a difference between working and walking out by faith and toiling, okay? Toiling is when you're out working and you know it's not God but you're just out doing something, trying to produce it in your flesh, and you're unhappy, you're miserable, things aren't working out for you, and, and all, all of it is just tearing down. But when you, this is how you know it's God, because even in the midst of it, you'll have a peace of knowing this is what you're supposed to do. But the thing is, a lot of us uh, know that peace when it comes to exercise, but we don't do it. We can't quit just because it's hard. It's too much left out there for us to have. It's too many people waiting on us to do that. The Bible says how the earth is in earnest expectation for the manifestation. The earth looking for somebody to rule it. People want rulers whether they know that or not. Those who don't know any better, they do. And we've been called to do that. Imagine if you were the CEO of your company, how would it look different? How will hiring practices look? Will there be equality and pay then? Because the God I know will allow unfair practices like that. God is not a respecter of person. 
whether you, what kind of sex organ you have or what gender you claim it. He pays people based off his love and their production. That's why when he, ca- he gave them the talents and the man that didn't produce, he gave it to the man that did. God is about what? Production. That's how people should get paid. But what a world we live in because we got unjust people stewarding companies that are paying people based off relationships and whether they are a white male or not, they get the most. Now that's just the facts. But because we too coward to step into our places, the world is the way it is. But the next best day to change is the day. So I can make a choice now to rule my kingdom. Whatever your kingdom is, whether it's medicine, business, education, law, health, you rule your kingdom. Amen? Jeremiah 29 and 11 in the message says this. The Lord says, I know what I'm doing. Say it all right there. Just, just chill out right there. The Lord says, I know what I'm doing. Have your kids ever engaged you in a conversation you just had to shut it down and be like, I got this. The Lord is trying to help us. I know what I'm doing. I know I told you you can have a job making $150,000 and you only make twenty five dollars now. But I am God and I know what I am doing. Amen. I know you're overweight right now. I know your family suffered from high blood pressure and diabetes. I know all your grandparents died early. I know poverty has been in your family for generations upon generations. But you will be debt free. You will live. You will not suffer from those conditions because I am God and I know what I am doing. I know your mama suffered from depression. I know your boss is racist. I know the company you work for and how you feel like you shouldn't be there. I know you think that's boo, but I am God. And I know what I am doing. You got to accept, and that's why the first principle of this, you got to know God's not a taker. Anything he asks you to do, you have to understand it is not to take from you. If God gives you a word, it is always about promotion. But the problem is, if he asks us to fast, which God will you serve? Which God will we serve? Because that stomach God, that fried chicken, that cake, them cookies, those Skittles, them sodas, that coffee, those burgers, those fries, just one whole day, our flesh goes into convulsion. You don't win days working and never ate, but the moment you say fast, the moment you say fast, Because the enemy is okay as long as you're not aligned with God. And that's how your mind will let you know. Because you can go all day without eating and say you're going to fast for the benefit of the kingdom. And all hell literally breaks loose in your body. Because the enemy was okay. 
You're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're just not eating, but one is aligned with kingdom work and one is aligned with man's work. And the devil is okay as long as you're not aligned with the kingdom. Because yep. what I tell you, every time you do something on behalf of God, you are always in counter-conflict. So, but conflict is indication that you have already succeeded. God doesn't conflict losers. God doesn't conflict losers. Can we get 1 Corinthians 15, 57? God does not conflict losers. I'm going to keep saying, God, I mean, the enemy doesn't conflict losers. Why am I going to spend my time fighting somebody that's already lost? Why? The enemy is about taking off the head. He coming after you because he know the power you got. You just don't know. But today's, my job is to get you some revelation about how powerful you are. Because it's working. It, it has already worked, and you're trying to work it. Bringing yourself in alignment. Are we there yet? But thanks be to God, which gives us what? Victory. What you got? Victory. Who's it belong to? Me. Hey, you got victory. Now, I, I ain't making it up. That's what the word says. Thanks be to who? Don't thanks be to wrath. Thanks be to who? God. Who gave you what? So the enemy comes against you to steal what is already, you've already won. All right, 40 minutes. That's why I got left? Lord Jesus. All right, cool. All right, so. Amen. We go page two. All right, so we got one. We, we'll go to. Let's go to Romans 8.32, and we'll wrap up there. It was just 35. <laughs> I love, I like y'all. It's e Y'all receiving is really easy to teach sometimes when people receive. It, when you receiving is really easy to teach. Romans 8 and 32, we, we'll just wrap up there. We'll just, I, I email notes out. All right, Romans, because I got them. I email them. I post them in Facebook for us. It says, cause, so the one thing we got to come to today, we, I wanted you guys to know that God is not a taker. Above all else, he wants you to prosper, all right? Romans 8, 32, after number 5 says this, He who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Look at your, say, look at your neighbor say, neighbor, when you were at your worst, God was still blessing you. Ooh, that makes me want to cry. God knew everything I would do and still thought I was so great that he had sent his son. Still knew, he knew the sins I would commit and still thought it great enough to call me blessed. The enemy is playing tricks on us when he make us think that we don't deserve it, when God created earth, he knew the sins that you would commit. But still yet he knew, he blessed you. He doesn't care about what you did. Grace covers you. 
before time God provided. And we trip him because we don't think we're worthy. You, God provided knowing the sin that you, not only the sin you committed, the ones you are doing now, the ones you will do in the future, but he still called you blessed and said, I will give you the ability to get well. Because it's the enemy's job to make you think like you're not a king. And as long as you think you're a servant, you will act like one. And as long as you act like one, you will live like one. As long as you live like one, you will inherit the things that servants get. I am not receiving secondhand blessings. I am not receiving hand-me-downs. Because the God I serve has called me royalty. He says I am a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Know who you are in God and receive everything that he has for you. Because it's working. The question is whether you will align yourself with what God has already done. We're going to finish with this. Say, my manifestation manifestation is waiting on me me to align myself myself with the word word so it can come come and lay at my feet. Your manifestation waiting on you. Don't listen. Go get what's yours. Go get what's yours. Develop a fighter's mentality and do not cower. Do not cave in and do not quit. Excuses. Pastor Evan got, the, well, oh, what are my Omega men? All right. Listen. Listen. Leave nowhere. Listen. God is going to take care of you. You got to understand that. And the enemy uses excuses, and excuses are byproducts of fear. Yeah. You, only, you only make up excuses because you're really afraid. Yeah. Okay? You can ponder on this. Master Ashton got the mic, so she's going to come up. Excuses are nails that hold the house of failure together. Excuses are the nails that hold the house of failure together. God never made an excuse. Jesus never made an excuse. He knew how sorrow some of us would be at some point in our lives. <laughs> Let's just tell the truth. When he was hanging on that cross, he saw your sorry self. When you before that's for you to say, say pre-salvation. Pre-salvation. All right. But he still thought you was worth it. He didn't make an excuse. So we don't make excuses. Amen? Amen. Amen.